Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet. Suck yeah. Welcome to an all new episode of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. This is Corey Richmond joined by Jason Brooks. Jason, welcome to uh, the new world known as Pe- Peacock Prime, Peacock. Uh, Netflix, Peacock, Hulu, uh, Peacock, Disney Plus. Uh, you get it for free, and I guess you'll be canceling in a couple of months. I'll be paying four ninety nine. Canceling the network. Work. I'm canceling the network. Uh, what's what's uh, the day after the Rumble? February. Well, you know they're gimmicking it because they're going to make you pay for that extra month. But I'm canceling the network. Uh, you know, uh, February February first at eleven fifty nine or whatever. All right, I guess I'll be uh, asking someone else to go and talk about Elimination Chamber then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it for? Oh, it starts at Fast Lane, right? Right. So, oh, uh, they're going to get another month out of me. Son of a bitch. All right. All right. All right. You mean uh, you're not going to be here for, say, Valentine's Day Massacre or whatever the NXT pay per view is uh, that weekend? Well, whatever. You know, I'll pay for it for that extra month. Whenever, okay. whenever it goes to Peacock is when, I'll, when, I, will, when I will switch. Yeah. Um, well, uh, welcome back to WWE Network for a month. Good job. We did We did it. Yeah, no, I think, Corey, it, it's, you know, other people have talked about it, so I don't want to, you know, take shine and act like this is an original point and welcome everyone to the Workshop Wrestling Podcast who's listening. Um, but uh, just so you guys know, we are on Instagram and Twitter at Workshop Pod. Um, but it's like such an interesting thing where, uh, people have talked about it where essentially WWE is just a content company. It's not about having a good, a good pay-per-view or a good show. It's kind of just about putting a lot of shit out there. So people watch it. You know, one of the things that we talked about this pre-show, Corey, if you put out whatever, you know, 15 hours of TV slash let's say between pay-per-views and, um, you know, one pay-per-view a month and then their network, you know, the network special NXT, the main roster stuff. If they get 2 million or more to watch every one of those events, it, they could be total shit, but they're going to get 1.5, 2 million people to watch no matter what it is. Right. That is so much money because Corey, how many people are watching? How many people are watching live TV? 2 million people watching one event live. Like, content's king right and so whether these shows are good or not it doesn't matter because they're making money kind of hand over fist so i i think listen i mean god bless you know vince is not my favorite person in the world i think he's a scumbag um i don't think he's a great person at all but he knows how to make money <laughs> he, he absolutely knows how to make money and you know i don't know if any uh of the wrestlers are going to get bonuses based off this one billion dollar deal either Right. That, that money is all going to Vince and the stockholders. So, um, yeah, it's just a, a great deal for the WWE. Peacock is kind of a mess to stream. Um, I've been doing it for a few months with uh, Premier League Soccer. Um, it's horrible to stream. It's glitchy. It's it's kind of a mess. But, you know, I guess I guess we'll see, um, you know, kind of how it goes. And for Peacock, they need some type of subscription service. They need some type of big time service for their subscription having reruns of the office isn't going to cut it right um so they they need something like this and 
this is what they're doing and good for the WWE. I mean, so like you said, uh, they're basically a content provider now more than anything else. I mean, uh, someone put up online basically $265 million a year from the USA Network for Raw, $205 million a year from Fox for SmackDown, $200 million a year for Peacock. So that's $670 million in revenue, almost completely independent of most direct consumers' involvement, which is once the lifeblood of the of wrestling, tickets, merchandise, and pay-per-view. So that's like all now secondary. I mean, there are still some people for the last you know seven years, it's a small percentage, that were still buying you know pay-per-views at $55 or $60 a pop. And we still know there's a pay-per-view business while you know, there's like 1.3 million people bought the uh, UFC pay-per-view this past weekend with McGregor and Poirier. So there is still a pay-per-view market and there's 100,000 people who will buy, you know, the AEW pay-per-view next month and somewhere in that range, you know, to watch, you know, 61-year-old, you know, Sting, you know, in a choreographed street fight, hopefully cinematic. So we want to see him, you know, hurt himself, hopefully too bad. But it is amazing that, like you said, this is a content provider more than anything else. And it's going to be interesting to see what the future is as a result, because the amount of money that Peacock, USA Network, the NBC family is spending, is this the future? This, of course, is all hypothetical, but if you're spending this much money, and I guess that's a combined $465 million by NBC properties for the WWE, is at some point, is NBC just going to buy the WWE? You know, I know most likely as long as Vince is in charge, it will never happen, but at some point, Vince will stop going. To I mean, it would make financial TV. sense for them to buy the WWE. It would, it really would make financial sense instead of spending, you know, whatever, $500 million a year on it. If you buy it, then you have it and you have the rights and then you're making money off all that. So yeah, no, I, I think it would make sense for them to, to own it at some point. I don't see that happening. It doesn't make sense for the WWE to do that, but yeah, I mean, and, and, Corey, that's the thing. We could talk about how shitty Raw is, which it was. It was another horrible show. But at the end of the day, if they're getting 1.52 million people to watch this every week, it's like it, it doesn't matter. They're, they're, these shows have been bad for a long time. We talked about the declining ratings over the last 10 years on one of our shows a while back. That's not affecting anything. They're still making a ton of money. Right. It doesn't matter how bad the shows are. And this isn't like the NFL where the players are getting 49, 47 percent, whatever it is of the revenue or baseball or the NBA, where it's probably closer to 50 50. Right. I have no idea. Reigns is one of the highest paid guys. I don't know. Maybe he makes five, ten million. Maybe. Wow. Maybe. Right. They're, they're making five hundred million dollars. A year. Just from NBC. And your highest paid guy it probably makes $10 million. Like, you know, think about the NFL where, you know, Watson makes whatever, 30, 35. Mahomes makes 42. You know, it's it's just, it, it is, they're just making money hand over fist. They really, really are. And it's very, very interesting. Um, and it's interesting that nobody has looked into this business at all. of saying like, how much do these guys make? Why can't they do stuff on Twitch? Like why, you know, it's just, it's very, very interesting, but you know, WWE has been able to do this for a long time. So, you know, God bless them. So, so yeah, so we'll see what Peacock, how it goes. I think you guys are going to be in for 
a pretty frustrating experience to watch it um, with the streaming issues that kind of continually occur. And I've had it since whenever they started and it's been a mess, you know, um, it's been not great. So we'll see if they are improving because the problem now is with the network, they're going to have a lot more bandwidth on their, on their channel. So I watch Premier League games Saturday morning and it's, it's, it's a struggle. So we'll see how they do on these, these, uh, these network specials, pay-per-views. Now, and, and it's interesting. I was going to ask you about that. Like, you know, I have a couple of streaming services. You have a couple of streaming services. I wonder, though, how much it will help where one of the things that WWE Network has is it shares everything with BAM, which does the stuff for baseball with their digital service. And they'll be bringing that in from the WWE Network. Now, WWE Network, when it first started, there were problems just like Hulu when they revamped and you know Disney Plus first started. I mean, they're pretty, pretty smooth, but most of these services when they first start, there are problems. In the next two months, and especially one thing that I think is very important here is that they're gonna have this trial period. And I think this is why they did it in March with Fastlane, is they're gonna have a little bit of a time to see before WrestleMania with the Fastlane pay-per-view, to try to maybe get some of the bugs out and get a little test run. So the first, the first thing that happens is they don't have, you know, WrestleMania being a total disaster where, you know, Basically, what happened with you know UFC pay per view this past weekend, where you had a bunch of people on the West Coast did not see the first you know half hour forty five minutes of the pay per view because there was such an influx of people wanting to see the McGregor fight that you know they got overloaded. Yeah, ESPN has some problems with that too. I've been I've been watching ESPN Plus for years and years, and they they do have glitches too. Not like Peacock has though. So yeah, we'll see we'll see what, how it works. But you're right, it is. Um, important that they got. I really think they should have tried to do it before Elimination Chamber, to be honest with you, because I don't know if, if one network special is going to be enough, uh, one pay per view is going to be enough of a sample size for them to figure it out. But, you know, I, I, I guess we'll see what happens. And I guess the last thing on this before we move on, and I want to thank uh, Jackie Endy from uh, You Don't Know Jackie podcast for chiming in. Uh, tech guy Corey. Uh, can fix the streaming for them. Yeah, I can barely fix my parents' streaming uh, when you know they have problems with uh, HBO uh, Max. So I, I don't think I'm the guy to, uh, to help on that one. But um, want to quickly, you know, on when it comes to the streaming end of all these things, do you see a, when it comes to um, Peacock, what are the major problems with it that you think that? Do you think a lot of people are how, like how often do you, on the premium version that you have, do you see ads? Because the, the big thing is people who are moving over are four ninety. I don't four, think I, I don't I don't ever see I don't ever see ads, but it's different. I watch soccer. They don't. So they don't. They don't, do ha, they don't have commercial. They don't have commercials. They have the forty five minutes. That's why it's such a great sport to watch. Forty five mm-hmm. minutes, halftime, then the game. I mean, there's commercials, but there's commercials because like there's no. That's just what's going on, man. Um, but I don't know, like a, a service, like the network, I don't think, I don't think there'll be, I don't think there'll be commercials. I well, mean, that's what there's because right now that the thing is, <clears throat> is what people are going to realize is that for everybody, you know, that 999 for the WWE network, when you go over to, to, uh, Peacock premium, which all the people have, it'll be 499, but it'll be with ads. And if you don't want ads, it will be 999. So you're back to the amount that you're already paying. And unless you have, you know, Cox or Comcast or Xfinity, 
which you'll be getting for free like Jason will. And I will be, you know, suggesting maybe I could share a password, but I, that's, I didn't mean that. Um, no, no, I mean, okay, so, okay, so, okay, so I didn't know, I did not know that. I thought premium was free. So p- regular Peacock's four ninety nine, and then premium with no ads is nine ninety nine. Right. Well, you, you have premium. Which yeah, is- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, because it for me it doesn't matter, right? Because I only watch one thing on there anyway. I wouldn't have even known the difference. So, but they're not. Are they going to show ads like during the pay per views? That doesn't. Don't know that they haven't. They haven't said yet. So I I don't. I I think. Uh, I mean. I mean, I guess like then people would just buy it for nine ninety nine. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess it could go either way. It doesn't sound like they've completely done a great job of of, of letting everybody know exactly what they're going to be getting. But also, mm-hmm. they just acquired it, right? So they're figuring it out. So I think as we go along, we'll get more details, and I think after Fastlane, we'll, we'll like uh, we'll know a lot more about how this is all going to look. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you guys are interested in, you know, guys who might be listening to us on Russell Live or whatever. Um, you know, talking about Peacock Premium and do you know anything about it? The other thing about pre- Peacock is it's not everywhere. You can't get Peacock everywhere. So like I have a Samsung smart TV and Peacock's not on there, but really? I have, yeah, but I have a Google, I have Google Home and Google and it's on Google Home. It might be on Roku and some of the others. So Peacock's not everywhere yet. So that's also a bit of a, of an issue. So um, that'll be an interesting thing to see if they can get that worked out to make sure everybody who a lot of people have Samsung TVs, right? So everybody who has access to it can have access to it. So um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of things for them to figure out before this happens. So we'll see. It's a developing story. We'll look more into it as the weeks go on. But one of the things that one of the last things you'll be able to see on the WWE network that people care about, it's my favorite pay-per-view of the year. Jay, I don't think I'm putting words in your mouth, but I'm pretty sure in conversation with you have It's your favorite pay-per-view. Absolutely. absolutely. It's my wife's favorite pay-per-view. Well, one of the many things besides that one thing that, you know, about your wife I don't like. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll talk about that another time. But uh, the Royal Rumble this Sunday, we're going to get into a pretty deep dive into it here in a, in a matter of moments. But I always ask you before we get into the deep dive, what is your interest level in Sunday's review? I know it's your favorite one, mine, but... Uh, <clears throat> You watch SmackDown, I think they've done a pretty decent job of making you think, you know, maybe Cesaro or Daniel Bryan has an outside chance. We're on Monday, told you that Edge is coming back and has a chance, but otherwise, you know, how well of a job have they done besides, you know, interest of loving the pay-per-view, of you actually caring about this pay-per-view on Sunday? Horrible. I mean, I, I, I mean... I'm going to watch it because it's the Royal Rumble and you have to watch the Royal Rumble, but am I interested? I mean, you have Goldberg that I could, I, I could care less about Goldberg. So that's also me being the Mark who just doesn't, I, I haven't liked Goldberg since the 90s. Like, I didn't really like him in WCW. So like, I certainly don't like him now with his five moons of doom. I mean, Corey, he did a spear on Miz or Morrison, one of them, and he seemed like he was gassed. It seemed like he was out of gas. I don't know how he's going to wrestle any match longer than five minutes. So you got that match. Owens and Reigns is great. They have great chemistry, but Owens loses every time. You have Carmella against Sasha, which could be interesting. Uh, there's, I guess there's a women's tag match. They've done such a just poor job of like hyping this pay-per-view. AJ just beats everybody who's trying to be on the, on the show. There's just no... I don't, I just, I, I think they've just done a poor job of, of hyping who's in the Royal Rumble. 
why they want to win it. You know, have some promos with guys talking about being in the Royal Rumble and what and their childhood heroes winning it and how they want to win it. And like, there's just no, there's no, there's been no build to the actual Royal Rumble itself. There's been build to these matches that nobody that we know the the outcomes of already. But there's no, there's been no build to the actual Royal Rumble match. And here's the thing, Corey, maybe WWE is taking it for granted. Maybe they're taking it for granted that we know everyone loves a Royal Rumble match. We don't really have to hype it. We could do some, you know, some spots here and there talking to people about it, but we don't really need to hype it that much on television because we know that's the draw and everyone's going to watch it. So that's the way that it's come off in terms of how they've built it. So am I like super interested? I mean, I'm interested because it's a Royal Rumble. It's usually the, the their best show. Um, but, you know, I... We'll see. Um, yeah, so that, that's where I am. Where, where are you at your interest level? So if you do the do the one out of ten thing, I'm a six and a half because it's the Royal Rumble. I have to be uh, the way they've built it. I would be probably a three. Uh, I'm the, the Royal Rumble matches themselves. I'm always interested in the, the uh, SmackDown title match has me intrigued because of the promos that have been done. I think Carmella and Sasha have done a decent job. I mean, I don't believe that Carmella can win, so it's hurt a little bit. So, I mean, I think I'm at a, like a similar level than you are, maybe a slightly higher, maybe four and a half, five. So it's not very, not very good. I mean, it's just the idea. And it's also maybe some of my lack of interest or it's a little bit of fear of the fact that as much as you, you hope that Drew McIntyre holds on to the title, there's in the back of their mind uh, they think Goldberg is a draw and they may have Goldberg win. And that's no, just I think no way more. he wins. I think no way he wins. I think there's no way he wins. You cannot have that man win that match. Uh, you can't. Even Drew even Drew like trying to hype Goldberg up and say, you know, oh, you know, Goldberg, you know, you know, in 1998, you know, he was so great. That was 20 years, 23 years ago. It's a long fucking time ago. He's talking about what he did. God bless him. But that was so long ago. And we're still talking about this. It's it's just, it's it's madness. It's it's madness. So anyway, we'll see. I still, here's the thing. And we've talked about this and we've done this a lot where we ripped the WWE. We say we're not interested in the show, all this other shit. And then event, and then we watch, and then we watch the show, and then we're like, "Hey, it was a pretty good show. Like we enjoyed that. That was a good show." So I think that's what's going to happen here. I think it'll be a fun, enjoyable show. Um, I just think it's a show that we're not necessarily, you know, the Drew match should be five minutes or less. The Reigns Owens match, they've had. That's been a great feud, Corey. They've had great matches. That cage match was great. This last, this last, these their matches have been fantastic. So it's going to be a great match. Um, and you know the tag team match. Hopefully Nia doesn't kill anyone. And then you got the two Royal Rumble matches. So it should be an overall good show. Um, you know, other than the Goldberg match. So I'm not super excited about it because they haven't led me to it. But I think it'll be a good show. Yeah, I mean, like you just said, on paper. These shows usually they oversee because when push comes to shove, these are the greatest 
wrestling act, it's a weird way to put it, but these guys are guys and gals, men and women are on the top of their field. And when the lights are brightest, they step up, you know, the build to these shows and the promos and how these storylines a lot of times make you go and scratch your head saying, why should I care? But you know, you have the network, it's 999, the slogan's gone in our head, but they usually deliver in one way or another. And a lot of these cards, you go, all right, it turned out to be a pretty solid show. I mean, yeah, you, you have your duds here and there, but for the most part, they usually do pretty well. So let's do it quickly here and talk about some of these matches. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, last man standing match. Do you think we get, we finally get, you know, pretty much a straight up match here, or do we get our, the usual Jey Uso and maybe Apollo Crews, who uh, apparently is now part of the stable of guys interfering 400 times? Or what do you think here? Yeah, I mean, it's the last man standing match. Yes, there's going to be a lot of interference. Uh, maybe we see, you know, if the whole idea is we might get some hype towards a Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, WrestleMania match. Maybe we see Daniel Bryan coming in and interfere and try to help Owens. Maybe Owens wins is, you know, do a transitional champion, kind of what you're afraid about with Goldberg. Um, I, I would, I can't see Owens winning, like having the title going into WrestleMania. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of interference for sure. Um, but I think it's going to still be a fun match. Like you can have good matches with interference. Like it's okay. If there's interference, it's just, if it's over the top and annoying, um, where it can be a problem, which I think they've done a really good job of, of towing the line of being it being annoying and it being like pretty well done. Like the cage match, I thought it was really well done. So, you know, we'll kind of see what happens there. And like I said, I, and we both believe Roman Reigns is going to win the match. I do think it's going to be interesting to see how much bells and whistles they do. This is going to be one of their last shows without a crowd. Because, you know, as we spoke about last week, WrestleMania over two nights, they'll have people. So it's going to be interesting to see what bells and whistles they do and how much, you know, and it's going to be interesting. And we'll talk about this in the next match as well. Play, you know, place order of this, you know, do you, do you think one of these two title matches might be the first match of the show to start off hot? Or do you think they start off a rumble or how do you think they've they've done 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 the women's, haven't they done the women's rumble first a lot of years or am I crazy? I believe oh, they did. Oh, hold on. Two years last year, they did Becky first against Asuka, and then she ended up winning. Did she win? The, she won the Rumble, right? No, uh, she, huh? Didn't she win two years ago? No, two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Right? I think. So. I feel like I feel like I'm getting my my Royal Rumbles confused. Eh, they all, they all she, the, the one she lost to Asuka, and then she came back and won the Royal Rumble that year. Right. But I think when they've done the women's Royal Rumbles, I feel like they've most of the time been the first match. So I would expect that to be the first match. Maybe you have the, maybe you have, you know, I mean, look, you have Charlotte, you have uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia. Those are going to be three of the biggest players in the women's Royal Rumble. So what may, so I I don't know. They're going to have to figure that point out. I don't think they're going to have a, they probably want to have a women's Royal Rumble and then have them wrestle. So I think maybe they have them wrestle, have them wrestle, have one or two of the world title matches, then go to the women's Royal Rumble, then the men's Royal Rumble. I don't know. We'll see. Because um, I think it could be interesting that, you know, if you have the, you may want to have, you know, maybe even add a match because you might, they put, they may, you know, add an intercontinental title mm-hmm. match 
you know, maybe a three-way with Apollo and uh, Sami Zayn and um, Biggie. Biggie. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that they do. Well, they might, but the you one have that be your opener. Yeah, but the one thing is they've been ending these these pay-per-views short. These aren't three-hour shows anymore. That's true. So they don't need it to be, you know, if, the, if both Royal Rumbles are 45 minutes, 50 minutes, mm-hmm. and that's two hours right there, basically. And then Five know, minutes, Drew, uh, Drew Goldberg will be minutes. two minutes. And then, you know, the women's tag will be 10 minutes. I think the Reigns-Owens matches gets a lot of time. Um, I think they really, you know, will that'll be a 20-minute 20, 20 match. So, I don't know. I think they have enough stuff to fill it. You don't need to give me a you know, some, some goofy triple threat match where we'd know who the winner is going to be. Yeah, I can but, see but, that. But maybe they do that. Who knows? Maybe they do that. And I guess the only reason why I was asking that is because, you know, depending on the order of some of these matches, it might help figure out who's going to win, you know, the Royal Rumble matches. That's the only reason why I was, you know, kind of thinking that. Um, but I, we both yeah. think Reigns is going to win. Yeah, maybe. Why, why do you think that? What, what, what you're thinking there? You said you think that the order of the matches may dictate who went, who went to Royal Rumble. What's your reasoning there? Well, I think, well, two. One, like, if Roman Reigns were to lose early in the night, he might enter the Royal Rumble. And then if they want to set up, you know, Goldberg versus Reigns still as one of your, you know, main event matches possibly for WrestleMania, you could have Roman Reigns end the night and still with all the fans being booing, you could have Roman Reigns, you know, win the Royal Rumble, face, you know, Goldberg. And that's how you get his, uh, get that match there. I know, I know it's the hated idea, but that was your, Supposed to be your match last year before COVID, and they might still want to go back to that. You know, I mean, I mean, we're hearing. I mean, here's the thing: we're hearing that. You know, uh, one of the things that I read this week, you know, the dirt sheets, whatever. Half of them are they're half right, half wrong. Um, like the weather is like the weather. Um, hey, don't say anything. My one of my best friends is a meteorologist, but um, so they're saying that you know Goldberg and Cena are going to have a big role in wrestlemania they're gonna have one of the biggest matches in wrestlemania so because you know i mean you know we'll see so the idea of goldberg winning unfortunately i think is a is absolutely a re, a, a possibility mm-hmm. um and so yeah i mean to your theory about reigns losing and then winning the royal rumble match i think is interesting i think it'd be more likely that if Reigns lost, he would win like the Elimination Chamber or whatever to get another rematch. Um, or it'd be Owens having the title for like a month and then, you know, then losing it, being a the definition of a transitional champion. So, you know, a lot of different ways that it can go for sure. All right. Uh, McIntyre versus Goldberg. I think it's more of the idea if we both hope McIntyre wins... I guess uh, there's always a chance that Goldberg wins, but I guess the other part of this is always based on the promo on Monday, which we can get into a little bit later on the ups and downs of that disaster of a program. Do we think once again, does the Miz cash in and we finally get rid of the money in the bank? Are we holding on to that for uh, something later on down the line? So we still have that as a something to dangle in. Can we do me? Can, can we do this? Never can, we have him, can we have him cash in, lose it? And then leave the WWE for a couple months. Like okay. he needs a carrot. He needs to re- he's fine in the ring. He's good on the mic, but whatever he's doing with this character with him and Morrison is fucking terrible. And they need to get rid of it. That being said, if you're ever going to have him cash in, I mean, the problem is it's such a big story on their show that 
I think they're going to keep it going. I think they're going to, I think as, as, as painful as this is, I think they're going to keep it going. I think he's going to pretend to cash it in and not cash it in. Um, I, I don't, I don't see him because are you going to have him go into a big WrestleMania match? I mean, is that what they're setting up? So I don't know. I mean, maybe he cash, I think he cashes in and loses at some point, but I, I can't see him cashing this in and winning this, this title at any point. It doesn't make any sense. Now, one match that's that's not on the WWE website, but they did say it was a match on SmackDown this week, is Sasha versus Carmella. Most people think that the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble could be someone on the SmackDown side setting up Sasha versus, you know, either a rematch with Bailey against Bianca Belair, or maybe somebody coming up from uh, the NXT roster, which we can talk about in a minute. But uh, do you agree with me that, uh, due to the fact, of course, she's a much better wrestler and personality, Sasha will uh, retain the title if this match actually happens. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I freaking hope so. I think Carmella's thing has been, you know, okay. And I think that she is okay. Um, you know, she's okay in the ring. She's been very good on the mic. Um, her character has been, you know, pretty solid. But it's it's she's not she's not at this level, right? Like she's not at the level to be you know, the women's main event for WrestleMania. Um, I don't think they will be the main event this year or anything like that, but I think they'll have a significant presence and you, you, it's just Carmella's not there. She just, she just not. Um, and so unless you have her win and then Sasha wins at some point, I just can't see Carmella headlining a, a WrestleMania show at this point, uh, maybe down the line, but I, I just can't see it now. That's just my opinion. People may like her. I totally get it, but it, I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, I think she's gotten a lot better in the ring, but I just don't think when it comes to the biggest stage of that they have, I don't think she's the right person at this point in her career to be there. Um, WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match, a match that I just think they have to do because they have to do something with these people. Uh, Charlotte versus and Oscar versus Baszler and Nia Jax, they really just done a horrible job with this feud. Nia Jax, the most unsafe worker maybe in the, in the business right now, or if you tell her that, she calls us all whiners. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. They decided that, you know, this past week on SmackDown that the Riot Squad, you know, who won many matches in a row, they lose in a non-title match. That's, I guess that's over. Do you keep title on uh, Charlotte and Oscar, continuing the idea that, you know, partners who just don't help each other because they're involved in other storylines? What do you put the titles back on Baszler and Nia Jax? Well, here's the thing. We, I always say, what the be, what's the better question? And the better yeah. question is, do I care? And the answer is no. So whatever you do, you do. But what Nia Jax did to poor Dana Brooke, slamming her on her on her head, was reckless and irresponsible. And not I'm not a professional wrestler, Corey. You're not a professional wrestler. She could come on and say. You marks, you're not pro wrestlers. Totally get it. Totally get it. Totally get it. We've been watching wrestling for 35 years, right? And a lot of people have been watching wrestling for a long time. We know when a spot has been botched, right? We all know when a spot has been botched. And that was a botched spot. The way she fell down on her head was horrible horrible yeah and we've seen this time and time again with her 
with being sloppy. Look at Raquel Gonzalez when she does her powerbomb. It looks badass. She's completely safe with it where she holds the woman in the air and makes sure, you know, she drives her down to make it look good, but she gives the woman a second to, you know, to brace herself for the fall with tucking her chin in and stuff. And like Nia Jax picked Dana Brooke up and just slammed her down. <laughs> that was it. She picked her up and just slammed her down. And, and uh, you know, and she doesn't even do like intense moves. Imagine if she was like, like one of these women who tries to do like these and these big time moves, it'd be a mess. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't get the Nia Jax thing. I, I, I thought she had some potential at first. She's had some, she, you, you talk about someone who's been protected. She has been protected as, as, you know, as much as Charlotte has. When's the last time she lost a match got pinned. She does. She rarely ever loses. She rarely ever gets pinned. She's not. She's terrible. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I. I don't get it. I. I yeah. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. So I anyway, I, that being said, I think Oscar and Charlotte, Charlotte probably win the match, and then eventually Lacey Evans and Ric Flair go for the tag titles at some point. Oh wow! I was gonna say I hope they keep the titles because. Hopefully, at some point, we find out that the winner of the Dusty Cup for the women gets, you know, a shot at the taking title, and you transition to whoever wins that who goes, you know, and actually defends it, you know, like all brands. But yeah, I mean, uh, I think there's, I think there's Corey. I think, I mean, is there a very good chance Nia and Shayna win so that we have this Lacey Evans Charlotte feud? I mean, that's where they're going. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the match will be fine. The feud has been, you know, we, we, we all know. But I think Lacey Evans has improved in the ring. And I think um, being with someone like Charlotte, I think could help her. So, I, and she's got a really, they have similar body styles and stuff. So I do think they could eventually, if they give them enough time, could have a good match. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I could see them losing and Charlotte moving on uh, and Asuka moving on to face Alexa the Demon at some point. Interesting, interesting, D. So before we get to the final two matches, just want to quickly bring up that the return of WWE backstage. Now, you, you would ask, why should we care about a, a show that was canceled? Yes, Renee Biquette is back. That's nice. You know, we've all enjoyed, you know, her podcast, those who have listened to Oral Sessions. She's had some interesting guests on. But the big thing that they've announced is, as a hook for you to watch with this maybe one time coming back, is they're going to announce the first two people in the – in the women's Royal Rumble, one and two, and the number 30 pick in the men's Royal Rumble. And uh, Jay, one of the things that we've all done over the years, I think you were even part of it when you came back back in the day in the Bronx, top of the food chain, as you would used to say, uh, that we would, you know, put a couple of, couple of pennies on it and, you know, bet on who would win. You know, you'd all get numbers. Half the fun is, you know, finding out who is each number at, at that moment. You're getting ma- getting mad that you picked the number and it's some jobber. You're like, oh, well, that you know, here's my money or whatever. Yeah, yeah it was a bl- it was a blast. So, how much does it take away? I mean, of course, it's your favorite event of the year. It's awesome time, but how much does it affect a little bit of your fun of watching the event, knowing who's one and two on the women, knowing who number thirty is? Does it? I don't. I do, the one and two doesn't bother me. Um, the one and two doesn't bother me because they come out so soon. Um, it is that anticipation of thirty. There is that anticipation of 30 of we don't know who it's going to be. Of it could be anybody. 
you know, especially, you know, legends coming back or free agent guys or whatever. So you never, so you always are like, you know, this year, right? Could it be, you know, Jay White? Uh, could it be him, right? Like, who could it be? Um, but we, we're going to know. <laughs> so, so I think the 30 bothers me. The one and two doesn't bother me, but the 30, the 30 bothers me. But again, I mean, uh, WWE, they're a content company, right? Why would you watch backstage unless, unless they're doing, giving you a gimmick? You know, I mean, I'd much rather watch Talking Smack with Heyman and Kayla and them having interviews. No, there's no doubt about it. And Raw Talk where our truth is threatening to get him off that show. So, um, but anyway, so, you know, they, they got to give you a hook for backstage and that's the hook. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I'm more than likely I'm not going to watch the show. I've watched a couple episodes here and there. I'll, when when I'll is it? Anyway. When is it? I don't even know when it is. Saturday night. I don't know what time it is. But oh, absolutely. Saturday. Absolutely not. I, I We can't go anywhere because it's a pandemic. I'm still not going to watch the show. <laughs> I, I Saturday nights, usually maybe I'll be busy or something. I, there's no way I'm watching that show. Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, will it get a couple more people to most likely watch? I can see that. I mean, I do think it's interesting that, you know, CM Punk's not on the show because they said he's quarantining for 14 days for something. And that's led to yeah, I think he's yeah he he's, he he said it. He said he's doing. I think he's doing a movie or or something. And so the, they're uh, my buddy works on um, like TV sets or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, they're pretty strict with like quarantining and stuff like that. So right. um, same thing. Alex Shelley, for a different reason, um, wasn't able to do um, the uh, hard to kill pay per view because of his other job. So it, it makes it makes sense why he wasn't on there. So, right. but he could have been on Zoom. Like, couldn't you be on Zoom? I, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I guess they're all doing it live. Maybe you could have done a Zoom segment. But um, so it's interesting. I, I do think it's interesting that maybe as a result of knowing the women's one and two, that the, there could be a big surprise for 30 for the women. Maybe, you know, a returning Ronda Rousey or a Rhea Ripley or someone big. That It's interesting that they didn't tell you who number 30 is for the women, where you always have the rumors of, you know, a we could have a return of, I mean, I think a return of Becky Lynch, I think is way too soon after the pregnancy, but you know, a Ronda Rousey possibly, you know, maybe returning. I mean, Becky Lynch is going to be out there rolling her kid out there with the stroller. I don't, I don't, I don't see that. Be a mom for a little bit longer. You got plenty of time. Um, I do see her maybe making like, you know, that always that role after WrestleMania. I could totally see her coming back then because she'll, she had the baby when December, right? So uh, it'll be I believe so, yeah. five months and, you know, I could see her, you know, taking care of the baby and training still, you know, she's a, a beast. I could see her, well, who knows, the pure speculation, but certainly not the Royal Rumble. But yeah, there's plenty of candidates. There's Tessa Blanchard, there's Ronda Rousey, yeah. there's, you know, Rhea Ripley, there's, you know, Mercedes Martinez, there's Io Shir- I mean, any of the NXT women, you know, free agents that are out there, mm-hmm. Taya Valkyrie, you know, it could be a lot of different people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the thirtieth, the thirtieth woman, you know, could be more interesting than the thirtieth guy, um, because there's not that many big time free agent, you know, men out there really anymore. Brock Lesnar. Um, yeah. Does, John Cena. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're not free agents, so they're there already. So I guess well, Brock supposedly isn't signed, but right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, so I, I guess those, I guess those, I guess those guys could be, but 
Yeah, I, yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm thinking more of someone who hasn't been there before. But yeah, you're right. It could be absolutely be one of those one of those two. So quickly as we go a little bit long on this conversation, uh, so we have uh, 16 people so far on the men's side. We're not going to read them all off for you. For the uh, video people, you'll be able to see the list here. But for the audio people, so the big names that we think have a chance, AJ Styles, Edge, Randy Orton, Big E. You want to say possibly because of the pitch they're giving him right now, Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. Would you agree, Jay? Those are the people who have a legitimate chance who have been named. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I and agree. I personally think the guy who we're going to find out on Saturday night or whenever uh, this show is, I think we're going to find out the guy who was supposed to come back on Christmas on SmackDown. I think we find out number 30 is Seth Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can do it, right? Because he spent, you know, a month or so with his child they only wrestle once a week or pay-per-views two times. So he'll have plenty of time to be with his, his child. So um, yeah, I could definitely see him coming back hundred percent. And I think, you know, he would be one of the favorites. I just, I, I really wonder, I think edge is the, is the favorite. Mm-hmm. I think edge is the plus one seventy five. I don't think anybody is a minus per no one's like a heavy favorite. But I think Edge at plus money, plus 150 would be, and I know there's actually some site where they actually put this stuff on the site. I don't know if any of it's legitimate or not. If it was, you know, I would be involved. But um, <laughs> I think Edge and Daniel Bryan are your two, two favorites. Yeah, I would, I, would say, I would say Edge a stronger favorite because I think, because I think with Daniel Bryan, they could have, they could just kind of tell the story on why, he, you know, like he needs, he could be defending Owen's honor and then they do a program based off that, you know, edge, edge needs a, with edge. It's, it's like that redemption story of winning the Royal rumble and then headlining WrestleMania. Brian doesn't really need a redemption story. He just needs a story with range, which I, which I think they can tell without, um, without Brian having to win a Royal rumble. So I think edge is to me uh, the absolute favorite, but you know who the hell knows? It could go, could go could go either way. I yeah I agree. I mean I think it's going to be really interesting to see where it goes. I think it's one of those stories that when we talk on next week's show, I I would not be surprised if Edge or Daniel Bryan won, but sometimes the the most obvious choice isn't always what they go with. I mean past years you know Chris Benoit was the obvious choice they went with it. Other years you know you don't expect Sheamus to win. And Sheamus winds up winning the title. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they go chalk a lot, though. I feel like they go chalk a lot. But you're, but you're right. I mean, you know, they might want to switch it up this year. Um, but in a year of uncertainty, and then, you know, their first year on Peacock, and and wanting to get people to subscribe to that, and you know, so I don't know if they're going to want to take any chances. I think they're going to going to want to have a real headline, you know making main events so um and i think edge could bring that right edge against drew would be a fantastic kind of headline type of match and they could tell a great story too and the match probably would be uh pretty solid as well so i think that's the way they go but what or edge versus reigns or edge versus owens the two canadians i mean yeah against all these guys is interesting story yeah i think edge versus drew would be 
a really good story because then Brian and Reigns, I think, could tell a really good story on the other side. <laughs> that being said, it'll probably be Goldberg. So, all right. Exactly. Moving on to the women. All right. So the women's uh, women's match, we've already mentioned a couple of people that we could see possibly returning, like said, Ronda Rousey, Rhea Ripley uh, making her debut. Oh, one person we did not mention. Do you think quickly, do you think we see Damian Priest debut in the Rumble or is he after uh, Rumble slash WrestleMania season? Um, gosh, I don't know. I, I think, was he in the Rumble last year? A no. bunch of NXT guys were in it last year. Was he in it last year? No, no, I think Johnny Gargano and Escobar, I think, might have been in it. And uh, I think Adam Cole was in it, too. Yeah, maybe. Um, he might be in it. Ugh, I, don't I, I, don't, I, don't like the, I don't like the idea of him being in it if eventually they're going to build him up as some star on one of these shows. So I would, I would like for – unless he's in it and it is one of the main four guys. So I, I'd prefer that they didn't unless they really haven't eliminated a bunch of guys, but um, they really could go either way. But there's plenty of bot. There's plenty of guys that they have where they don't need to have him go in. But I think if they do it, they're going to do it to make him look like, uh, you know, a star or what have you. I, I could see that. Uh, so the women's Royal Rumble, like I said, we're going to know one and two uh, for the, for the men, women will, will uh, sorry, the women we're going to know one and two, which I very easily see them doing the, the Bianca Belair, and Bailey's story, making them one and two, and have them basically Bailey running running away from her for the whole entire match, and you know Bianca just basically killing everybody, eliminating you know as many people as possible, like she did you know last year or the year before. I, I could really see Bianca being the star of this match once again. Um, I think you know Alexa has a chance to win this. Like I said, Bianca, Bailey, Charlotte. You got to give Nia Jax because of her family, you know, connections. If if Rhea Ripley's in the match, I think you give her a shot. If you have the returning Ronda Rousey because of how big. Here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say. Prediction. Nobody on this list wins the Royal Rumble women's match. Really? Yeah. Rhea Ripley? Yeah. We'll go Rhea Ripley. We'll go uh, maybe Tessa Blanchard. We're going to say. Someone not on this list wins the match. And I'm probably going to be way wrong. But if I were a gambling man, which I am, I would put my money on the field. Not, none, of, none of these women. I put my money on the field. All right. That's interesting. So next week, you will be either gloating and when you go tell us the beer of the week, which we'll be finding out momentarily uh, what this week's beer of the week is, if there is one. And uh, oh, there always is. There always is. So I'm going to... I'm going to go with somebody, whoever wins. I will say this. Whoever wins, they're setting up the challenger for uh, Sasha Banks and the SmackDown side because I think it's a lot easier to set up a challenger for Asuka from the non-winner because of the fact that you have Alexa, you have Charlotte, you know, you have Nia, people who she's already got semi-feuds with already. And it'll be a lot easier with the Elimination Chamber to have people in there on a Raw side than... I think setting up, you know, like I don't like this person now when it comes to Sasha, where I don't think you want to turn to Bianca and the Bailey thing. If it's going to happen, it's just going to happen by her winning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the idea of you got the four horsewomen and you got three of them involved here, possibly. Um, Sasha, I think, is going to have the title. Is this a year that Charlotte isn't? going for the title or whatever 
Is this a year that Bailey isn't going for the title? You know, do you have Sasha and Asuka as the kind of headliners and then have new blood, you know, a Bianca Belair, a Shayna Baszler, um, you know, a, another, you know, kind of big time person in there. Um, you know, I think Baszler actually, actually, was she at, did she wrestle? Was she, uh, she fought for the title last year. Yeah. So m- maybe not Baszler, but, um, you know, definitely a Bel Air or someone like that, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, I, I think it's time for them. They have the four horsemen already and Oscar, right? So they have the five, whatever, five of the best women's wrestlers in the world. They know they can go that route whenever they want to go that route. And they sure should have, right? How many times do we see Oscar against Sasha um, this year? I think now they did it with Carmella during this little run here. It's time to have one of these other women branch out and win this Royal Rumble match. Um, that could be a free agent or it could be someone there. The other thing, obviously, is if it's a Tessa Blanchard or someone like that, that might upset the women's locker room, right? Like, who's who's she? So, you know, it could be more of a Rhea Ripley, um, you know, or someone like that. So, yeah, so we'll see. Um, but I, I, I think... I think both Royal Rumble matches are very intriguing with, with who they choose to go with. I think the women's is more up in the air than the men's. I think the men's, we kind of have a pretty good idea on a couple of people, and I don't see them deviating from that. Daniel Bryan, Edge, like, you know, Orton, if they want to go there. I think the women's could be a lot of different people. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, Felipe um, Malicio uh, saying a hello in the chat. Hey, gents. And, uh, Always check him out on the uh, Total Basis podcast with uh, with Sean. Uh, you can also check out Felipe on the uh, Total Basis did a special podcast covering the uh, this week's Hall of Fame baseball podcast with uh, Dan Butler. This week they did a hour plus uh, talking about the whole entire situation of nobody getting in and. Uh, next year's ballot so you should uh, definitely check them out on the baseball life podcast oh wait for the record i like that nobody went got in the shilling thing aside we don't need to talk about that it shows that this meet that the hall of fame like means something if people don't get in every year yeah. right isn't the hall of very good this is the hall of fame these are the best people so i like the fact that no one got in this year and it may, it shows you like how much it means and how hard it is now obviously you can talk about bonds clemens whatever whatever but i still like that fact Absolutely, and uh, Jeff Kent should be in there. That's for another time. But uh, Jeff, Jay, Jeff uh, Kent, go ahead. Great baseball player. He Jeff. was great. I, I don't. I don't know if he had the just, you know, him. he didn't. He hated the media, so you know they're holding it against him. But um, so let's. Like I said, on paper, if you're talking about this, it looks like it should be a pretty good show. I think. I think we did a lot better job talking about this card than WWE did over the last week. You know. You watched Raw. I mean, I learned I learned some people on who are on a on a pay per view on a, a Raw Rumble from this from doing this yeah. with you. I didn't know some of these people, so yeah, I, I learned a lot as I learned a lot as well. All right, so we're gonna go a little quick here because, like I said, we took quite a bit of time on the preview because, like I said, it's one of the big four pay per views. Let's quickly on Raw. What do you think about the Edge promo? Me personally, so it's Edge since coming back has been one of the best promos in the business. He really put his heart out there. I mean, I think they did a terrible job of not promoting this ahead of time. And, you know, you you can't tell me that they didn't know he was going to be available to either do the Rumble, available to do, you know, the promo spot until the day of. So, I mean, this, this would have been a hook for people to go and watch because, you know, he was in the, 
the best match uh, of all time, apparently, you know, with Randy Orton as they sorry, the best match ever, however, the greatest match ever. No, I, 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 um, I agree. They should have promoted it. It was weird. Um, I absolutely would have fast forwarded if they didn't, I was like, cause I do my three hour watching three hour run, like, you know, 30 minutes. minutes. Um, and so I was, they're like, I was fast forwarding and they're like, Oh, Edge is going to be on. I'm like, what? <laughs> so that was one of the only things on raw that I watched. It was the best thing on raw. Um, Edge has been a great promo for many, many years. I think that's what really elevated him to the next level. Um, you know, back in the day, um, how good of a promo he was and how good he was with this character. Um, and you know, now he's a trained actor and things like that. So I think he's, he's become even better and more real. Like, and, and that's why it's tough to watch WWE because you hear a promo from Edge and then you hear Miz and Morrison or some of the other goofs they have on there. And it's like, this is a different show. It's like, it's a different, it's a totally different show. And I'm not talking about a show where you have, you know, characters and then you have different kind of characters. You know, you have more of a goofy character and more of a real character. I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm saying like, the Miz and Morrison are, 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 are like completely different, like in terms of the competition part of it and how they're just geeks, as Brian Alvarez calls them. They're just dorks. And then you have this guy cutting this promo from, from his heart, talking about the sacrifices he's made and coming back and training mother and stuff. And, yeah. And, and yeah, and it's like, we, like, is this the same show? Like, there's no way this is the same fucking show. There's no way. And so, yeah, no, the Edge promo was great. It was great. And, I, and Corey, I think he's going to win. I mean, based on that promo and, you know, the spots that they've given him, you know, since he's come back, I mean, they hyped the whole pay-per-view around his match with Orton. Um, they did so much storytelling with the, I mean, the unfortunately we had the pandemic, but the hype for that Edge Orton feud was absolutely tremendous. Um, and that was all them, right? It was all Orton and Edge, you know, playing off of each other. So I don't know. I think this is the I think this is the time for for Edge to get his 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 and the other thing, Corey, I don't think Edge has actually headlined a WrestleMania. I know he's had a bunch of world title matches. I don't think he's ever been the last match at WrestleMania. He has no so you know what shit he's the is he not the biggest star they got one of the couple biggest stars they got if you're ever gonna do it this is the time absolutely it's a very good idea um so let's let's move on to uh the good i'm gonna try to talk about good stuff so i had on the rundown you know built final build for drew and goldberg we're gonna pass by that uh smackdown i just want to highlight some some couple of good little things Sasha versus uh, Reggie. I thought it was really done well. I know that WWE does not do men on women matches. If we want to see that, go back and watch, you know, Lucha Underground or uh, some stuff every once in a while on on Impact. But the way they did this, I thought was really well done. And I've never, I don't know if we'll ever see Reggie in an actual wrestling match, but the guy is one hell of an athlete, and it was one hell of a uh, gymnastics performance, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, seemed, he seemed like a trained gymnast. I mean, he was fine all over the place. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was, I thought, it, I thought it was uh, solid for, especially for a man-woman match. I mean, Sasha could carry me and you in the ring, so uh, we know how good she is. But yeah, no, it was, it was good. It was, it was, it was fine. Yeah, because a lot, a lot of weeks we 
don't get a chance to talk about SmackDown. And also, you know, I just want to also highlight how successful they've been with highlighting, you know, the mid card as Raw has, you know, been a disaster when it comes to the mid card and, you know, basically getting rid of, you know, all of your stables 10 minutes after you start them. I think what they've done with Cesaro and Daniel Bryant over the last couple of weeks and Nakamura to a smaller extent, giving you the hope that maybe they can, besides Daniel Bryant, most likely none of these guys who I just said are going to win the Rumble, but the way that they've structured Cesaro last couple of weeks of beating two former champions this week with Ziggler and last week with Daniel Bryant, I think it gives you the idea that there's layers to the show that aren't just Roman Reigns and Owens. And on a B pay-per-view coming up, you could actually have slight believability that Cesaro versus a Roman Reigns or Nakamura versus a Roman Reigns. Well, either one will be a very good match, but there's a slight believability that they could actually be competitive. And that's something that Raw is not doing. I agree 1,000%. If you are a wrestler on Raw and you're watching SmackDown, you are thinking, man, I'd like to be there, right? Like, I would like to be on that show. so the obstacle course was real goofy with Bianca Belair and Bailey. And usually I hate that shit like that, but like, it was kind of funny. Like it was pretty funny and comedy is very hard in wrestling. Watch impact, right? Um, comedy can be wacky, but I felt like Bailey was great in it. And Bianca Belair, obviously she's a great athlete or whatever. So she was funny, but when she, when she, Bianca Belair lifted Otis up and car- Jesus Christ, she's, strong woman good god but um yeah no it was it was great it was fun bailey got mad i i think bailey's like really coming into her own as like this kind of goofy heel who knows she's she's kind of in on the act and and she's really um um very okay with who she is like she's you could tell that she's very comfortable playing the character that she's playing and i also think she wants to put these women over. Like, I think she wants to put Bianca over. She loves Peyton Royce. So I think she wants to put these women over. She's a made person. She could lose every match. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I know it was goofy and people may not like it. And, you know, so, you know, comedy wrestling can be, can be silly, but I actually thought it was like kind of funny um, how she changed the whole obstacle course and her and she still beat her. I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was actually pretty good. So, um, our favorite day of the week, uh, Wednesday night, you had AW, NXT, MLW, unfortunately, to get the short end of the stick this week. Uh, all I'll say is uh, Caribbean strap match, not my cup of tea. Fight, I think, fight, actually, Filthy Islands, I think, two weeks from now. But I think next week might be slightly better. But uh, AW, we'll start with quickly. Positives, we're going to try to talk about this week. Jungle Boy versus Dax, I thought, was one of the best matches in quite a while, I think Jungle Boy in a couple of years could be a huge star. Okay, all right, all right, all right. All right, you're gonna. All right, all right, all right. First of all, first of all, the um the AAA cruiserweight match with Laredo Kid and Senshi was actually very good. All right. And Senshi's someone who I think they. Sh- I don't even know if he's really from Brazil or if he's just like a black guy from like Chicago. But um they need to <laughs> they need to give him a push because he he's really really good. Yeah, that was that was a solid. Match. Yeah, he, yeah. Um, the strap match, yeah, hor- yeah, horrible. Savio Vega, come on. But um, with Jungle Boy, great match, absolutely. I mean, he he is he has no charisma, Corey. Maybe in terms of you know his look, and he's a young guy, and he's a good-looking kid, and, and maybe the women like him. I don't know. 
But in terms of like talking on the mic, he is bland as fucking sandpaper. Like I don't, I, I, I love that, you know, everyone wants to say he's a star, Brian Alvarez, Russell Observer, everyone wants to say, everyone wants to pump him up. It was a great match. He's very good in the ring for, especially someone who's as young as he is. I think he has that ability, but Corey, let's slow down on, on jungle boy, right? He, let, let's have him cut a, cut a promo. I mean, he is, he has no charisma on the mic at all. And I know that that's something you still got to work on and stuff like that. And, AW doesn't do the thing that WWE does. Oh, you can't talk on a mic, so that's it. Like with Cesaro for years, Cesaro would have been a two-time AW World Champion, you know, or at least a TNT Champion. So I understand. I understand that, and I think Juggle Boy's got a lot of ability. But I, I, I and he wrestled a great match for MJF. I think the potential is there. I'm saying let's slow down. Let's see how he is on the mic a little bit first. Let's see how his character continues to develop. And then I will, I will get into, you know, he's going to be a star, he, you know, whatever. Let's, 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 let's wait. A, let's wait a little bit. Man, and my, Jack, that's Jackie, my, that's my opinion though. Yeah. Jackie Andy from uh, you don't know, Jackie podcast here. He said, you know, give it time. You know, he's, he's, he's not, you know, he's still in his uh, early twenties. I mean, I think it's the second, either the best, the second best match I see with him. I mean, the match uh, between, I think, a double or nothing uh, this past year with him and MJF is most likely still the best match I've seen. Uh, yeah, I think that was the best match on the show. I think we said that was the best match on the show, too, right? I, I think so. It was a great match. Yeah, so great. I think that's mostly still the best match. The, the, the match. one thing Jungle Boy does that's good, and, um, you know, we've – we've they're, they're pairing him up with good people. Um, his matches are not spot fests. And he even wrestles kind of a mat-based style with a submission move. Um, so he's adding layers to his game. He clearly, like, loves wrestling and is, like, developing and getting better very quickly. Um, so his potential is, is limitless. I agree with that. But we, we got we, we to see where he is on the mic. We got to see, uh, you know, some other things. Um, but could he be a TNT champion next year? You know, maybe, you know, maybe the end of this year or whatever, maybe, maybe. And I think, you know, there was this report last year that came out that AW looks at him as a future, a future building block because you have the Bucks, you have Omega, you have Moxley. I think those guys are all in their like mid thirties and mid listen, to 30s, yeah. mid to late thirties. And listen, we we've seen it now. Sheamus is 42. He looks like a million bucks. I mean, these guys can go AJ's uh, mid forties. I mean, these guys can go for a while. Jericho's 50, right? Uh, nice job in the lion salt this week. So you've, you've got like guys who are older and still pushing, but you are going to need, you know, the Bucks, you know, I think it's Nick Jackson's had some injuries lately. Yeah, sure. You know, their style is going to catch up to them. You, you can, you know, you cannot continue to wrestle this style. Omega style is going to catch up to him. Um, you know, Moxley wrestles a little safer, but he wrestles these crazy matches, but he does wrestle a little safer, but eventually, so they need to develop stars. And I think Jungle Boy, MJF, Darby Allen are probably, probably, some, probably some stars of the future, but let's wait on Jungle Boy a little bit. Let, let's let's let him, have him cut a promo that um, I'm not going to fall asleep to. I, I can, I totally understand that. Uh, like I said, not everything on AW was great this week. I mean, the hoodlum program with uh promo with Sting and, Darby Allen was nothing to write home about, but like I said, we're trying to stay positive. Um, 
I think that this next week's show with a uh, beach break, uh, I thought the build for it was solid. I didn't think it was great. I mean, I've never been a fan of, of weddings uh, angles to begin, you know, to begin with, except for, you know, Miss Elizabeth and Randy, uh, Randy Savage. I almost said Randy Ord by accident there. Um, oh yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I, um, yeah. It's an all, all time great wedding segment. I, I, and that's why they've done it. The first one was so good. Let's keep doing it. And then they've been shit since. Although I think, which one was the one? Was it, who, who did Stephanie McMahon marry? I thought it was pretty good. Some of them have been, some of them have been good. But. Was it um, test or was it triple? Uh, I think it was test. And we found out finding yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the end, it was uh, at the it wedding was tri- chapel with. Uh, yeah, tri- yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, some of them end up being pretty creatively okay. good. Um, I think Vince Russo should book all weddings. That should be his only job. Like you're going to just, you're going to like tell us how this wedding should go. Cause it's been bad pretty much ever since Vince Russo. But um, I, I felt like this show was a, almost like a placeholder. Um, essentially like, you know, you had the jungle boy um, uh, Dax uh, hardwood match uh, again, a great pairing, a great person to pair him up with too. But anyway, um, so I felt like this mat, this show was mostly a, let's preview let's you know let's get ready for next week which, you know, um, which is fine and the ratings reflected that right the ra- nxt was very close to aw in the ratings i know we're going to talk about nxt in a second but um yeah i felt like this is more of a placeholder show right. we did have so, shack on there oh god please let's <clears throat> just get let's just get through that and we'll we'll not talk about that this week maybe in a, a future episode maybe never but um jay just quickly the three big matches on that show you got the uh, Six-man tag, you've got the the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega versus um, John Moxley, Hawk, and Phoenix, because they did the angle last week of taking out um, Pentagon Jr. or Pentagon L0, whatever they're calling him this week, depending yeah, on... Pentagon Jr. is fine. Um, you've got Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker, which I think most likely on paper should be the best match in the women's division they've ever had. Cross fingers. Um, oh, I, I oh, I don't know about that. I don't. I, I think it's 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 a stars. It's it's among the most hyped. I don't. I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be Sheeta and Thunder Rosa from what, All Out. I don't think it'll be that level quality. But you might be right. Um, I think Britt Baker. Britt Britt Baker is mm-hmm. tremendous on the mic. Tremendous with her character. She's one of the best characters. Maybe in pro wrestling right now, today. Now we got to see how she does in the ring. This isn't going to be this isn't going to be a eight minute match against Shayna, Shanna, Shauna. This is going to be no, you know, no disrespect to her, but like I never heard her talking in my life. It's going to be a match against a star woman's wrestler, um. And is a, a very highly regarded match. If this match isn't good, it's not going to be Thunder Rosa's fault. Right. If this match isn't good, it's going to be Britt Baker's fault. Because with AEW, their women's division is treated like the old, you know, the, the old European championship division at WWE. I can't think of another, a, a better term. Because I'd say the cruiserweight division, but the, the, those guys were so good. They tried to bury it, but they couldn't because they had Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Um, the, the, it's treated like the redheaded stepchild of, of, of AEW. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. So this match almost has to be good, right? Like there, this is not a title match. This is a just a grudge match, and it's gonna need time. 
And so I am very curious to see how how it how it does, how it goes. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be a good match. Um, I think Britt Baker needs to have like a hard hitting style. I think that seems to have worked for her. That match against Sheeta she had where they just beat the shit out of each other. I think that'll work well. Um, but yeah, I'm very interested to see how this will go and how long they'll give it. Are they going to give it 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, it could be interesting. I mean, and I think that, I mean, I'd love to see Thunder Rosa win the match, but I think the fact she's not a contracted star. And I think Britt Baker is more than likely the future of that company. I think Britt will win. Uh, and then the other big match is the Battle Royal setting up the next contender for, Revolu- for Revolution. I think that they more than likely told us that the Bucks are winning and they're setting up Bucks versus Good Brothers. I think those three big matches, you know, are a, a good enticing thing for, for the show for next week. It is. And, you know, I always complain about some of these matches are too long. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of that Eddie Kingston-Archer match. I thought it was slow. I, I thought the ending was bad, but I thought the match itself wasn't bad. I thought it was fine. Um, but this next week is going to be a long match time. That is going to be a time to have long matches. It's going to be a pay-per-view style quality type of show. Mm-hmm. You know, again, they have, you know, battle Royale, some goofy stuff, but I think that's going to be the time where you have a, you know, some long matches, some 10, 15, 20 minute matches, maybe. Um, and yeah, how they hold the audience at- uh, attention and, um, yeah, it'll be, it will, you know, like I said, we'll see. Um, but I think that's where you have a long matches, pay-per-view style, pay-per-view style show. So, Jay, uh, not to shortchange NXT, but the big tease that we got this week, well, it was twofold. One, uh, we finally met the uh, number one contender for the Cruiserweight, the NXT uh, 205 Live uh, title champion. And then he got, you know, taken out as soon as we met him, Curtis Stallion. Was he talking about tumbleweeds? Tumbleweeds and, and or driving, driving, driving through Texas and tumbleweeds? What was he talking about? I don't know. But I don't, that, that was a that was. I mean, Mackenzie Mitchell's. I really like her, by the way. I mean, she's attractive and all that stuff. But I also think she's very good. She really gets in the wrestlers' faces or whatever. And I thought her sit down interview was was she did well. Curse. What did I learn about him? He's yeah. from Texas and he drives and tumbleweeds. No, they could have done a little better job with that, but I think he has the personality of, you know, I think Troy the dog has more of a personality, you know, than he does in terms of getting himself over. Yeah, so I, I, I don't, I, he seems bland as milk toast, but maybe he's good in the ring. We'll see. Um, they, they definitely, you know, they definitely tease Escobar maybe to move up and out of the cruiserweight division, which I think is the best idea, but we'll see what happens. That's what I wanted to talk about quickly. Before, and I said, we, Moving on quick here, but the idea of Cross versus Escobar, do you think this is something that we see at the February pay-per-view, or is this just a, uh, a time filler for a week where he just basically, Escobar, gets put in his place where it's just a two-second uh, mauling? Or do you no, think- I think, no, I think I think they look at Escobar as like um, a big-time guy. I mean, how many, to- how, uh, how many times has the Cruiserweight champion been fe- – I mean – when Leo Rush was champion, you know, they, you know, he had, you know, very good matches against Angel Garza and things like that. But he wasn't like in all these segments. You know what I mean? Um, you know, he's one of the bigger heels in NXT for sure. So yeah, I think it's a I think it's a takeover pay-per-view match. It is weird, heel versus heel. Um, 
you know, but I mean, whatever, whatever route they want to go, I guess it's fine. I, I think Scarlet is compelling. And I think Escobar is compelling. And I think Cameron Cross is boring, but you don't need him to build a feud. He just says, he just says TikTok at the end of Scarlet's promo. So that that's all they need. And so Escobar could do the heavy lifting. Um, and yeah, could, you know, I mean, heel versus heel matches are, are fine. Um, I just hope this isn't Escobar getting destroyed that I do worry about that. So, and, you know. uh, and next week we've got a Champa and guard. I always keep on saying Champa. We got uh, Champa and Thatcher versus undisputed era, which should be fun. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good match. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a good match. Um, we'll see where they go. The Undisputed Era, to me, just they, I've continued to say, and I'll continue to say, they need something else. They need something else. But um, I think I, I think Undisputed Era win and eventually go against Lorcan, Lorcan and Birch for the hmm. titles. Interesting. I'm not sure if I fully agree with that, uh, but you very well might be right. We'll talk maybe more about that next week. But, Jay, we spoke about a lot of interesting things. The time of the show where uh, I rest my voice for 30 seconds and you let people know how they could have follow us on all the uh, all the social medias and different platforms and plug the life group. And you take yourself off mute. <laughs> I, am, uh, I am on mute. Yeah. Uh, so off mute now. Um, yeah, we are at Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Instagram and we are on Twitter. Um, the lovely Jackie Andy controls our Instagram. I, I know nothing about Instagram. Um, as my wife can attest, I'm very bad at it. I have two Instagram accounts, Corey. Did you know that? And I'm, yeah. I'm horrible. I'm horrible at both. Um, so yeah, so we got that and, um, but, but we do control the Twitter and I think I, I'm, I think I'm going to try you know, there's no football this week. So I'm going to lock it, lock into the Royal Rumble, maybe have a delicious beverage. Um, hopefully not fall asleep during the Goldberg match and maybe live tweet. So oh, at work, be <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll do like a workout during it and I'll get gas like Goldberg does. Now, God bless him. He's 50. He's in great shape for, for, for his age. Um, so yeah, at work, shoot pod, work, shoot wrestling podcast. Um, and yeah, we're part of the, the, uh, life group podcasts. So obviously this is Russell life. If you're, if you're watching us live, um, we are part of a great, great group of podcasts. We've got uh, total bases on Sunday uh, Felipe and uh, Felipe and Sean uh, do total bases on Sunday. Dong City is as Henry Maldonado. Uh, Tuesdays we've got the Audible. Uh, Super Bowl is coming up. Uh, as you see, I'm not wearing a Packers hat. I still support my Packers, but doesn't doesn't match with my with my uh, is that, is that to, one? Go to Sleep Club shirt. So although Newcastle is probably gonna get relegated, so I gotta figure out another team to pick. Um, so, yeah, so the Audible, we know Deshaun Watson asked for a trade. So very, very fascinating. Uh, the Step Back Basketball Podcast looks like they're playing games. So that's great. Um, my parlay got screwed because Dennis Schroeder scored too many points last night. So great. Uh, you've got us, Workshop Wrestling Podcast, on Thursday. So you've got out of, out of the seven days, you've got five podcasts to listen to, um, all on different subjects from wrestling um, to basketball, to baseball, to football. So um, check us out. And of course, there's one other uh, podcast 
that uh, we listen to religiously every week. Uh, Jay, I'm kind of forgetting what it is, though. Can you go give me a helping hand on that? You don't know Jackie. You don't know Jackie with Jackie Endy, Jackie Rachel, Jackie Corey. Nah, not Jackie Corey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great podcast, great comedy podcast. Uh, check it out. Yep, every uh, every Wednesday ish, we uh, come out with a new podcast, and the next couple of weeks, we will doing one a wrestling wrestling related one on the uh, David Arquette documentary. So uh, we will be sure to let people know when that one comes out, and uh, we'll pass that along, and most likely try to put that in our feed as well. So more people get you know a chance to hear that and all the great work that the ladies of the you don't know Jackie podcast do Absolutely. our comedy podcast always great work by them uh jay final thing of the week before we call it a day uh impact wrestling had uh one of their bigger free agents come back we spoke about it at the time that impact did a good job of doing uh, a farewell for the rascals uh Two of them went to WWE. Uh, they're now MSK. But uh, Trey Miguel made a surprise return as the fourth man on, a, I guess, an eight-man tag this past week. I, Jay, I guess you got a chance to watch it. I didn't. But uh, Trey Miguel is back. I think he's the most talented of the three. What's your oh, thoughts? I, uh, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. but Well, at least upside of being a single star. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a little bigger than the three. Um, yeah, so maybe. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he got the he got the pin. Um, it was a big deal that he was back. He struggled taking his jacket off on his entrance. That was funny. Okay, uh, it was just funny. He was like trying to take his jacket off the whole time. But anyway, um, yeah, he won the match. So I mean, that you know, but also it could be a, a one off as well. It could be him trying to figure out like what he wants to do with himself and uh, maybe eventually going to NXT. Uh, it always was one of those things where it seemed like. You know, um, Dez and Wentz are together, and then Trey may do his own thing. So, listen, Impact needs bodies. They need people who have – and, you know, what? the one thing that can be frustrating with Impact, and, and I'm not, you know, the longest years, years of watching, of watching Impact, um, but it seems like sometimes they miss out on their guys before they reach the where, where, their, where their potential is. You know, um, and the Rascals are a great example. You know, they look at the hype they're getting at the Dusty Cup. And um, I, I think they will probably make the finals. Um, they, they, yeah, they just won the quarterfinals or the semifinals. So I think they'll probably reach the finals once they explain what MSK is, which would be great if they took time to do that. Um, but the, clearly they're, they're hyping them up and they think them, they, they, they're telling the audience these guys are a big deal. And they are. They've wrestled great matches. Um, so maybe Trey Miguel's like, I've got more to do here. You know, maybe he has more to do. Uh, I don't know what he's like on the mic. I don't know his his character development and stuff like that. So he also might need some more work. I think he's a pretty young guy. Him, Myron Reed, all the, you know, those guys I think are maybe in their mid-20s. So, you know, by the way, for, just a total aside. Um, Chris Bay, you know, Tommy Dreamer, the, the storyline where Tommy Dreamer is going to wrestle, wrestle Rich Swan on his birthday, on his 50th birthday, wrestle, Rich Swan said, you're a, you know, a, a legend in wrestling, blah, 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 blah. 
Um, so I want, I want, you know, for your 50th birthday, I want to challenge you for the impact title. Whatever. Yeah. No surrender. Chris. Yeah. No surrender. And so Chris Bay comes out and says, my birthday is the same day. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be twice your age. I'm going to be twice as young as you. Oh my and I was like, how young? I said, how long? Chris Bay is 24 years old. He is 24 years old and he's this good already. Like I am 41 and I'm not that good at anything. It is, it is incredible. You talk about someone who has potential. I know we're talking about Jungle Boy, right? You talk about someone who has potential. He has, he's good on the mic. He's really good in the ring. He can tell a story in a match. That, that guy could be a freaking superstar. That guy could be an absolute superstar. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Um, but anyway, back to Trent Miguel. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Impact needs him. They need big time guys. So, um, or at least guys with the potential to be big time. So, you know, we'll see if, if he's it. Um, all right. So not much else, but beer of the week. So uh, friends of ours um, who they, they're from Texas. They moved to Chicago like we did. And so they went back to Texas for the holidays and they brought back a bunch of beers for us, which was nice. And we were in New York and brought back beers for them, a little, little beer exchange. Um and so one of the beers is, it's called, uh, it's from Three Nations Brewing. It's in Farmer's Branch, Texas. Never fucking heard of Farmer's Branch, Texas. But Three Nations Brewery, uh, the beer is called Mango Smash IPA. And I'm usually a, um, a hazy IPA guy. Uh, so for you guys who know IPAs, you probably know what I'm talking about. This is a little different. It, it's more of a kind of a classic standard IPA which I don't really drink that much anymore. And it's really, really, really good. So Three Nations Brewing Mango Smash IPA from our friends from Texas. So very good beer. If you get to three, if you go, if you're ever in flower, far, Farmers, Farmers Branch, Texas. Sorry, I read that wrong. Far, if you're ever in Farmers Branch, Texas, check them out. Wow, you were almost as good as reading that as I was reading a Dr. Seuss uh soliloquy on the uh, you don't know jackie podcast this coming week so you make a really good team oh stop stop check out that beer um and i'm not encouraged oh, also great news of the week for myself and um and i'm just just make it personal for a second sure we haven't talked about covid at all today or or this week on the show which we it's been a kind of a you know dominating theme of of obviously the the, the country the, the world is reading something about Portuguese soccer and how their their leagues are struggling because it's it's just so insane what it's affected, um, and so I'm in the one B category because I'm a I'm an educator. Um, You'll and, be a world of students. And the one B, yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, but the one B category is like kind of been all over the place in different states, and I'm going to put over our governor JB Pritzker because I think he's done a pretty decent job, and. Um, I was lucky enough to be the, the, the vaccine thing is kind of crazy. It's like eBay back in the day of like, you got to keep clicking on stuff to see if you get one. But um, I was lucky enough to get one today. So I, I got my first um, vaccine shot and uh, my arm's a little sore, but I feel, feel pretty good. Uh, my wife's getting hers tomorrow. So yeah, I mean, um, hopefully we're, I know that there's strands and people are bugging out about strands and, yeah, I, I, I understand that there's still a lot of trepidation and a lot of, you know, hesitation with everything that's going on. And even people taking a vaccine or not are, are 
you know, paranoid about taking a vaccine and with what's happened with experiments, especially with black and brown people in our country, it totally, totally makes sense. Uh, but for me, I feel like this gives me a sense of hope that we can, you know, kind of come back to be able to do things, to be able to see people um, and be able to spend time with people we love and care about, not on fucking Zoom. And so, yeah, I'm, I, I feel very um, privileged and I'm glad that I was able to get one. And I hope that uh, in the next couple of months, everyone will have access to it. Not this gimmick where they're saying uh, it'll take 10 years to vaccinate everybody. So um, I'm, I'm happy and um, feel very, very privileged to be in this position. And I hope everybody um, can get a vaccine soon as well. Yeah, uh, could have not said that better myself. That's why I didn't. Uh, that's why we leave the big words to you. Just, you know, not, not when you're uh, talking about beer. Uh, but Jay, as always, great, great talking to you. Enjoy the Rumble this weekend. Uh, let's hope the, uh, the show is as good as we made it sound on paper. And I guess last thing, I believe it's uh, on the 30th. Everybody can go and check. But we don't usually talk about Joey Janela because he's not very good at wrestling. But he is doing this weekend a 24-hour uh, free on YouTube, uh, GCW, uh, Fight Forever is the name of the, uh, of the show. All the, all the profits for the show will go towards the wrestlers. It's a free show on uh, the GCW uh, web's, uh, YouTube page. It's a 24-hour... Uh, are, pe- are people like donating? How do they make money? Based on donations. Okay. So uh, people, if they get a chance to check it out, like I said, it's a 24-hour live stream um if you get a chance go to gcw's uh game changer wrestling 24-hour show fight forever it's a good cause to help all these wrestlers who haven't been getting bookings because of COVID. i totally forgot about that when you brought up the COVID thing you know yeah. uh, no that that's a that's a great thing i mean i um sharon and i watched a kind of live show with this um uh, musician we really like mason jennings and you know he's doing his live shows but he's like i not making any money because <laughs> I'm not, you know, we make money because of through concerts and I'm not able to do that. So yeah, I, I, I think supporting people who are, I mean, the reason why I'm in a weight loss contest is because I supported local restaurants by getting takeout several times a week. So, you know, I think whatever we can do to support other people through this time um, is really, really important. You know, me, you can, I know people call me whatever I'm the you know super liberal or whatever, but I also think this is a time to like help other people. I always think it's a time to help other people, but in this time in particular, it's really, really important. So um, maybe I'll check that out Saturday night. You said, I believe so. Like I said, everybody double check GC, GCW game change of wrestling fight forever. Uh, Joey Janela's uh, promotion, 24 hours straight wrestling stream. In the past, they've had some really good workers. Chris Bay came from there and, and others, uh, Lainey, uh, Elena black, who just signed with, uh, with NXT, she was supposed mm-hmm. to initially have a match with Joey Janela, and it got pulled because of she signed. But you know, a lot of people that you see in all these major promotions, MLW and different places, will be on there. Joseph Fett was on, I think, one of their last shows. So don't know all the you know who will be on the show or not, but you know, be sure to check it out. Twenty four hours, donate if you can. But Jay, but by the way, those, by the way, those motherfuckers are going to be tired. It's twenty four hours. <laughs> You'll see how many times they, they work. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jay, as always, the final word is yours. Uh, I hope it's not Corey, go to sleep. Uh. <laughs> I think we're done here. See ya.